Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host, and in this episode, we will discuss balanced pressure. Now, with me in studio, I have Richard Bailey. We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Very briefly, introduce yourself to the audience, uh, who you are, your organization, your role therein, um, your involvement or your organization's involvement within the plumbing sector, please. Hi, Willem. Thanks very much, man. Yes, and uh, uh, my name is Richard Bailey, as you already uh, said. I do a lot of stuff for, uh, for the PIRB as well as um, IOPSA. Uh, with regards to the PIRB, I'm currently on the uh, net net exec. Um, I sit on the CPD, which is Continuous Professional Development Committee. I also sit on the TAC committee, which is the uh, Technical Advisory Committee. For our OPSA, uh, I'm a mm-hmm. compliance auditor. I have been for the past oh, six seven years or so, perhaps even more. Uh, regionally, uh, I'm, I'm the Western Cape Vice Chair of IOPSA, as well as the technical sort of member, I guess you could call, call me that, uh, in the Western Cape uh, IOPSA uh, uh, committee. And then I do a bit of training and this sort of thing as well, which is a big part of my sort of time and a really one of my ever-increasing passions, I guess. So there, that's me mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Putting back into the plumbing industry with your knowledge and as and much sharing as you can. Knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 uh, if if what I have is uh, is of any value, I'm I'm it's I'm thrilled to be able to uh, put to put back. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right, Richard. But you, I don't know if you already mentioned this, uh, but, but I'm going to mention it again. You're also a qualified and licensed and very well experienced plumber yourself. Oh yeah. Yes, I I actually. Qualified. Uh, I started plumbing in uh, 1990, um, and uh, qualified it just in, in 1993, be- beginning of 1994. And um, so I've been in the trade ever since. And I mean, what's that? It's almost 30 years, you know. So absolutely, have been doing it hands-on for certainly most of my adult life. And um, but I must add to that. There's um, th- there's the the experience that I gained in in plumbing was absolutely invaluable. But the last six, seven, eight years where I've been involved at various levels with the PIRB and more recently IOPSA, um, I've gained a different type of experience and 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 seen it from dif- through different lenses, if you want to call it that. And so, I think I have a a quite a balanced um, disposition within the plumbing sector. Uh, for having seen, you know, things progress from both sides, as it were. So yeah, I, I I am an absolutely qualified plumber. Yeah, that's that's first and foremost. It certainly gives you a more holistic perspective. Correct. I I, I believe so. Anyway, Richard. Now that we now that the audience know who who I'm having a conversation with, um, I want to ask you something. Um, so at my house, when I hop into the shower, 
I, there, there's something that bothers me and it, it just gets to my bones. You know, it's that it's, it's it's those moments when you get, not just those moments, it's every time that I get into the shower. You know, when I turn the taps open to find the balance between hot and cold, it's, it's, it's a matter of turning those taps, you know, in millimeters. Because just a millimeter too far and it's either too hot or it's either too cold. And I heard a whisper, somebody dropped, uh, you know, dropped with me that it, that they said, you know, that is an indicator of unbalanced pressure. Uh. So you and I today are discussing balanced pressure. And um, what I want to ask you, you know, my first question to you is, what exactly is balanced pressure? Well, it's unbalanced pressure and balanced pressure. I mean, it's pertaining. It, it speaks to the same thing. Uh, many systems are what we would term unbalanced, uh, and uh, the the South African national standards require that um, all water uh, to mixing points is balanced. And I'm going to elaborate. So, what is balanced pressure? Uh, what you described. Look, we might we make light of it, but but this is a this is an extremely um, Serious matter. It really and truly is. You know, people look at it. Oh, it's just balanced pressure. The only thing that balanced pressure does is is allow for us uh, as uh, consumers to have a shower without too ma- too many temperature fluctuations, and that's the only thing we worried about. Why are you too worried about balanced pressure? And it's absolutely not, Willem. And I, uh, we, we we might touch on that a little bit later in terms of the safety aspect. But let's just go back to the question. Question: or What is balanced pressure? So in in Sands one hundred two five four. They, they, they refer to balanced pressure and they say to us that uh, any water or any mixing point. Now, what is a mixing point? A mixing point is a point at which you or I use water where we have two incoming streams of water, i.e. one is cold, one is hot. And then at some point along the line, they converge into a single outlet, like a shower. A shower doesn't have a hot rose and a cold rose, it has one mixed rose. That's a mixing point, regardless of whether or not you have two separate taps or whether or you, not you have a single lever mixer. The, 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 the criteria is that two streams of water, hot and cold, converge and exit via a single spout, whether that is a sink mixer, whether that is a basin mixer, etc. What is not a mixing point, for example, would be two completely separate taps on a basin. One that, so you open the hot, it flows. Right. Open the cold, it flows separately. That's not a mixing point. So the standards, let's be clear, the standards require us to have balanced pressure at mixing points. So uh-huh. let's start there. We, uh, we know what mixing points are, and there we require balanced pressure. Most people assume or think that balanced pressure is uh, a static measurement. And I know we're probably going to get to this, but I'm g- so I'm going to allow us to get to this a little bit later. But essentially, what we are trying to achieve through balanced pressure is exactly the prevention of what you've described in the shower. We want to create a, 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 a state of affairs that will not allow for scalding or getting cold. Scalding is one thing. Because if uh, somebody flushes a toilet and you all of a sudden are standing under water that is a little bit too hot, mm-hmm. that's not so nice. Nice, 
But what about the other scenario? Think of it like this, uh, Willem, and, and a lot of uh, people overlook this. And we're especially talking about um, elderly and young people and people with uh, infirmities and so on. Mm-hmm. If the opposite happens and all of a sudden the hot water disappears and you get cold in the shower, <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to do one of two things. Either close the cold tap or open the hot tap more. Yeah. So you're going to adjust for that drop in temperature. And then when the abnormality has settled itself wherever it is in the, in the home, things return to status quo, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you are now have a setting where you are going to burn. Exactly. And if you are infirm, if you're old, if you're a, a toddler, you're not going to have the presence of mind to be able to rectify that in in time. So there, therein lies, and we'll get into the dangers a little bit later, but therein lies the real danger. We want to prevent situations where we have discrepancies in flow rates between hot and cold at mixing points. Richard, are there any other indications or symptoms, for a lack of a better word, uh, of unbalanced pressure? Well, th- there's a couple of things. So the, the most obvious and what we've already I think covered is the fact that it's difficult to find a happy medium when you're trying to mix a shower. What you want to determine, you go to any old uh, point in your home, open only the hot and then open only the cold at that point and see whether just for your, even if it's a layperson's observation, just in your observation, are those two flows similar or not at all? Because with unbalanced pressure, there will be a noticeable difference in the amount of water coming out of the spout when you open cold only or hot only uh, and, and compare them sort of directly with one another. So that is a sure indicator, bearing in mind that it might not occur at every single point. Eh? You might have some points that are balanced because of the way that things are plumbed and some points that are not balanced. Uh, it just depends on every, every situation could be different. You know, the fact that, that, that at one point in your home you may have one one mixer that, that is balanced and then at the other point in your home you may have one that uh, is not. Yeah, so it is entirely, up, well, it's entirely dependent on how the pipework has been done because remember that homes um, are renovated and modified and changed and, you know, bits and pieces are added or removed as time goes by. So w- there is no... It's it's it would be wrong to assume or to put it out there that there is a it's in it's it's either entirely unbalanced or entirely balanced. It's not the case. You could have a a, a few of them that are and aren't and whatever. So that's an indicator. The other, um, which is not depending again on 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 how it's plumbed and wh- whether the owner is observant or not. But the other way to tell, um, the other technical way to tell is uh, what we call back pressure. So if you have a, an overwhelming amount of cold pressure at a mixing point and a, a lower pressure hot and you, you're trying to mix, in other words, you are trying to open both of these flows at the same time, but the spout through which they exit is a little bit restrictive for whatever reason, what happens is that the cold water overwhelms the hot and it actually pushes it backwards and overpressurizes the geyser, which in turn uh, overpressurizes the pressure relief valve, which in turn causes it to discharge quite a lot and continuously for for the amount of time that this pressure exists. So when you see a a violent 
intermittent overflow from your pressure relief valve, that is another indicator that you have a, 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 a back pressure situation, which of course stems from unbalanced pressure. So yet another sign that people can look for. Yeah, although that's probably not something that I would um, tell the average layperson to look for because, the, you know, you, there's more than one overflow pipe and it might it's possible to, to misinterpret things and leave that up to a plumber. But it is a sign that, that the best thing for a home homeowner to look for is the discrepancy in flow between hot and cold at particular points. Why is unbalanced pressure such a common issue? I mean, can, can I just add to the question, Richard? Is it caused, uh, uh, you know, in course of time, like wear and tear, or is it caused by, by plumbing work that was not done correctly? How, why is it such a common issue? Yeah, it's it's not wear and tear, Willem. Um, it is uh, the plumbing configuration. It's the way in which the pipes have been plumbed into the property. And I'll tell you why it's common, because in the past, when I say the past, you know, 30 years ago, most of the geysers installed were not pressurized geysers, uh, but they were system-fed or gravity-fed geysers. And what you can't essentially plumb balanced pressure from a, from a gravity-fed geyser. You can, and I'm not going to get into that technically now, but what they used to do in those days and the way that these homes were plumbed was that all the points, bath, basin, uh, kitchen sink, uh, wash trough, etc., all had separate taps. So there were very few mixing points. What what had to be a mixing point still, of course, was a shower. But, but the way that the shower was plumbed and it had its own dedicated pipe from the storage tank of the geyser down to the cold of the shower, that was a separate thing. But the vast majority of homes were plumbed from all cold, uh, all cold taps getting water from the mains and all hot taps getting water when once it is obviously passed through the geyser and we're getting that as a gravity-fed pressurized system. So it depended on how high the geyser was above the point that you're using would determine the amount of water and the pressure and the flow, etc. Now, as people started renovating and saw their neighbors get modern taps and fittings and nice things, we all want single lever mixers and so on. And then a plumber comes in and says, well, you can't have a single lever mixer with a gravity-fed geyser. You need a pressurized geyser. Okay, great. Put a pressurized geyser in. Failing to mention the fact that actually what is required is not only a pressurized geyser, but a balancing of the system. In other words, you almost need to re-plumb and reconfigure the way that these pipes go. Consider that you've got a a main supply from the council or municipality underground and in the olden days they would come from underground and into your basin, straight from underground into your basin, into your bath, etc. Now you've got a high pressure geyser in the roof and you need to, uh, you've got a pressure reducing valve which is situated in the roof and you need to supply your cold water points from a position after that valve. I hope I'm making sense. No, for sure. And, I'm, I yeah, find it very and, interesting. <laughs> and because of the ge- geography, or the, the, because of the layout of the thing, it's, it, it's often uh, neglected. So they continue to plumb uh, straight from the mains into cold uh, mixing points, and they have a high-pressure geyser, and they leave it at that. And that's an unbalanced system.
in order to rectify that, there's a few things to do, but we're not going to get into that now. But that's why it's common. It's common because older designed homes are not properly modified. I'm talking from a plumbing perspective. They do a half-baked job in modifying the plumbing installation, uh, and then the unbalanced problems start to start to come to the fore, in a nutshell. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. And now, back to our conversation. Richard, are there other risks involved in unbalanced pressure? Um, and, and, and can I just add to that question? I just want to ask, if there are other, other risks involved, um, would that be for the consumer, you know, the person using the taps, or for the plumbing system itself? I think, Willem, we must all understand that the, the number one risk and the reason that um, balanced pressure is essential is for personal safety, scalding. To give an idea, we all know that a conventional geezer, in fact, it's in the standards that uh, for heat pumps and that sort of thing, you need to allow a geezer to stand at uh, 60 degrees for at least an hour a day. So we all know that a reasonable, temp- reasonable temperature we can expect from a geezer is about 60 degrees. It can go higher. A thermostat, typical thermostat could go up to 70 degrees and there's no... Can I say that we nobody can assume that it's not going to be turned up to 70 degrees. So we've got to always bear in mind worst-case scenario. So let's look at 60 degrees. At 55 degrees, you can start to get second-degree burns from, from hot water at 55 degrees after about five seconds. As you start going up in temperature scale, up to 70, that time frame becomes less and less. But even if you look at that mild scenario, five seconds, Five seconds, count it off. Now, you're in a shower. Perhaps you're full of soap. It's slippery. Um, you, you're, you're infirm or you're a toddler. You're a little bit confused because now this has suddenly happened to you. By the time you can gather your wits about you and try and adjust and figure out which is hot, which is cold, which way to turn it, get confused from you know, lefty, lefty, loosey, righty, tighty, all these things. It's, it, it sounds funny, but... Put yourself in those in those shoes, and I want to tell you, five seconds is not long. For sure. And and you are starting to look at second degree burns, which, which let's be honest, if it's any worse than that, or even second degree burns, it can cause serious complications and infections and even death. So we are talking about an extremely, extremely dangerous situation. Sure. The, the problems, the other problems that. I'm going to call them secondary. They are way secondary prob- problems because this is the primary one. That's the, that's the real one. The safety of the, sec- the consumer. Correct. That is the, 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 the real one. The secondary problems, yes, there are some. Um, the, I spoke earlier a little bit about back pressurization or back pressure. That can place undue strain or unnecessary strain on components such as the geezer and the, and the pressure control valve. So, from that perspective, you could, uh, if it's a recurring event and it happens often enough, I suppose you could shorten the lifespan of, of a geezer or a valve. Um, but that, in, in all honesty, Willem, uh, is a secondary uh, consideration. 
The other thing that could happen with very unbalanced pressure is when you have single lever mixes or single or you know the ones where you only got one handle and you lift it up and you move it either left or right. You know those yes. ones? Mm-hmm. The cartridges or the, the manufacturers of all of those um, taps require balanced pressure, full stop. So th- they could void all their warranties. It could damage the cartridge inside those taps. So single lever mixes uh, particularly are prone to damage from unbalanced pressure. Again, I'm going to reiterate that that is a secondary problem because yeah, the sure. primary problem, yeah, we've, we it's know what safety. that is. This is safety. Yeah. Richard, so in certainly the plumber then when they when they do an installation uh, of a pressured uh, uh, geezer into a an older system that they you know isn't quite com- compatible with that geezer, you know certainly it sounds to me that at least they should let the consumer know that that's the instance and give the 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 owner or the the consumer the opportunity to then um, you know upgrade the the plumbing system to be more compatible with the pressured geyser um, but now I want to ask you are there instances in which unbalanced pressure cannot be avoided by the plumber you know Willem, it comes back to how long is a piece of string when, when were these decisions made if if I as a plumber get to a, a property and um, I'm asked to replace a mixer and I say to the client, listen, you know you've got unbalanced pressure. You shouldn't really have mixers here. And we start to investigate how to rectify the situation. It could run into tens of thousands of rands to replumb this place. So, but, so, but, but if I have done my duty, let me call it my, fulfilled my obligation as a professional plumber to, to go through that exercise, make everybody aware of the situation, and then uh, elaborate on what it's going to cost to rectify it. Then that's all I can do. But it doesn't it doesn't like absolve everybody of of their responsibility because at some point in the past somebody made a decision to install that thing in the way it is. You know what I mean? So. The, the, you, how do I know? Five years ago, the, 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 uh, somebody didn't come in and remove a two-tap hole basin with two separate taps and put a single mixer basin, f- knowing full well that this is not balanced. It's not a balanced system, and hence causing the problem in the first place. So that's why I say, how long is a piece of string, and, and how far back do we go? Because at some point, somebody took a decision to install it in its current guise, which creates all kinds of problems. So there are some instances where now, right now, it's impossible for me or very close to impossible for me to rectify the situation as a plumber, as a maintenance plumber. But it doesn't mean I don't have to do anything about it. What do I do about it? I have to make everybody fully aware of what it is, what the implications are, and what it's going to cost to rectify. And uh, present them with a plan. And at least say, hey, this is what it's going to cost. This, And then they can say yes, no, or go away, or you're crazy, or whatever the case may be. That's up to them. But we've got to start taking ownership of these issues. We can't just go in and say, oh, well, I just need to replace this mix. I'm not going to say anything about the unbalanced pressure. No, we have to. Because do they understand the uh, implications of having unbalanced pressure? No. I don't think they do because they are not plumbers. 
I don't think so. I don't think the average consumer does. No, I, I, I agree with you. There's another consideration, Willem, which I just want to uh, highlight. And, and this is mostly for the more sort of technically minded plumbers out there because there is a, there is a perception that in order to achieve what we call a balanced pressure system or balanced pressure within a system, all I need to do is to supply the cold water taps from a point after the pressure has been reduced by the pressure-reducing valve, thus ensuring that if I were to take static pressure measurements at any part of the system, whether it's hot or cold, it would pretty much be the same. So if I put a pressure gauge uh, on the hot and the cold in the, in the kitchen, they would both be the same. Same in the bathroom, etc. That does not constitute balanced pressure. Balanced pressure require, or the, the requirement for balanced pressure goes further than that. And you'll find that sitting in SANS 10254, and it says, you have to ensure as the installer of the system that any uh, residual dynamic pressure. Now, what is residual dynamic pressure? Residual means leftover and dynamic means moving. So the leftover pressure that is measured when the system is moving. In other words, when the system is being utilized and somebody is showering and another person flushes a toilet in another room, that's a dynamic pressure uh, 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 system and that's a dynamic uh, status that we want to now measure. So it's saying to us, you've got to make sure that the residual dy dynamic pressure, in other words, the leftover pressure as you measure it while the system is being used, the difference between hot and cold does not vary by more than 20%. Now there's only, so if I were to measure uh, residual dynamic pressure at a shower, and uh, have the and and it's and it's twenty it's within twenty percent difference between hot and cold. I'm golden. That's not very easily achievable. Let me tell you, Willem. The only way to achieve that, and here's the crux of the matter, the point that I'm trying to make. It's not just about where to place the pipes and where to put the T pieces. It's about how much water you allow to flow through these pipes. In other words, pipe sizing. Pipe sizing is key in order to satisfy the requirements of SANS 102.54 and balanced pressure. You have to size your pipes properly. If you've ever walked into a home and the whole home is plumbed in half inch or 15 millimeter piping, I can, and it's pressurized, I, can, I, can, I, will, I, will, I will bet a lot of money uh, right there and then without doing any tests that if we were to test that, uh, it, would, it would not fulfill the requirements of being a balanced pressure system. And that is because of the dynamic residual pressure uh, will be highly, uh, it will be very, very different, uh, well, much more uh, difference than 20%. So it's not just about where to put the pipes, it's also pipe sizing. So it goes all the way back to a very basic concept that we are plumbers, we are professional, and we've got to take this, this lot seriously, okay? The guidelines are in the standards in terms of pipe sizing, how to design it, what size piping to do for how many points, etc., etc., etc. We could go on for, for hours. It's all there. There is no excuse. If you do it correctly, the outcome will be correct. It's as simple as that. So balanced or unbalanced pressure, and I'm just going to make this statement, 
unbalanced pressure is 100% the fault of the installer. Whether it was whether it was made by the a previous installer, and you now have a maintenance installer just basically replacing a geezer, but the fact it, it it goes back to somewhere a plumber did not do something right or correctly. Correct. That's 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 absolutely it. One hundred percent of the time. So so and 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 what happens is in reality, uh, we all kind of point fingers at each other. So we'll say, oh, no, but I replaced this geezer, but it was like this. And this, uh, but at some point, somebody needs to, as I said, take ownership and say, okay, Mrs. Jones, this is the current state of your plumbing installation. This is what it means, blah, blah, blah. And we're all on the same page. Then we've kind of started from scratch and we've leveled the playing field a bit. Now we can start moving forward from there. So it's not like because it was like that, it's not my problem. It is. It is our problem. We need to make people aware of this. Absolutely. At least give them the opportunity to make a decision to say, listen, can I afford to upgrade and fix fix it? Because you did mention now the, the different ways in which it can be fixed and the most efficient ways by the sound of it that it can be fixed and, rep- and rectified. Um, and it's actually good to know, you know, as a consumer, uh, to me, it's good to know that there are ways to fix it um, and, and, and that there are ways for me as a consumer and a layman to, to sort of test for a lack of better words to test it or to see what indications there are to look for the indications or the symptoms um, but certainly you know I think it would be advisable and, and I think that you would agree with me Richard that it would be advisable to when you see these kind of symptoms to just call in a plumber and say listen come and do the necessary tests and uh, just find out for me whether they you know there, there is a problem with the balancing and um you know, in what way it can be fixed. Um, just good to know from a consumer side that it, that there are ways in, in you know that it can be fixed, and also you know to the plumbers out there, you know at least notify your the consumer and tell them, make them aware of the fact, and make them aware of what risks there are. Not only to them, you know, scolding as you said, the most the the, the most. Im- a vitally important factor or aspect that they should know or risk that they should know about, but also, you know, the fact that it can put unnecessarily damage on, you know, you, you called it the mixer, the, the what did you call it, inside of the mixer, Richard? Yeah, there's a cartridge, there's a cartridge, a cartridge inside the mixer. Uh, the, the pressure valve itself, the piping, etc. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Van podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Um, Richard, do you have any last words uh, to the plumbers listening out there and then also to the consumers? Well, I think uh, I think the one sort of real thing that I always try and drive home when we talk about, whenever I talk about balance pressure is, and I just want to reiterate it, I've said it before, but balanced pressure uh, is not just uh, teeing your cold water feed after the PRV. It is about pipe sizing. And we've got to remember the fact that uh, balance pressure is uh, is a, is a, it's a requirement with residual dynamic pressure and the the residual dynamic pressure may not vary by more than 20%. I know that I'm 
repeating myself, but this is a a fact that many of us just don't think of when we talk about balance pressure. Get into a ceiling, you look at the PRV, you say, oh, there's a T after the PRV and it's going to supply some places. So this system's balanced and we don't think anything more about it. But that's not, that's not the case. And, and I just want to impress on all of us the importance of determining whether or not this is in fact the case, whether it is in fact balanced. Because we're talking about safety. Yes, it's a, we, I know that in real terms and what, what, what people will talk, say to me on the street, say, man, Richard, it's more of an inconvenience that it, than it is a safety consideration. Okay, and li- until a two-year-old gets third-degree burns, until my, my mom, who is, who is infirm, gets third-degree burns and needs to be hospitalized, then it's not so much of an inconvenience anymore, is it? So, guys, I'm going to impress on you again. It's not just about the configuration. It's about pipe sizing, and it's vital. It really is. To the consumers, um, just the very simple test of a flow rate between the difference between hot and cold is a very strong indicator as to whether or not you have balanced pressure. If you do have concerns and if you do find yourself getting cold or hot in the shower, um, it is more, and excuse this pun, <laughs> I've just thought of it, it's more than skin deep. The problem is <laughs> it's a little bit more than skin deep. Okay. But no, let's be serious. The, the, the fact of the matter is that it, it, it's more than just a little bit of an irritation. It can become really, really uh, unsafe uh, to use. Thank you, Richard. Thank you so much for, for your time and your effort in, in having this conversation with us. Um, thanks for the, the, the valuable information that you've shared with the, uh, with the audience out there, whether they be plumbers themselves, installers, um, or whether they be the consumer. I think that what you've shared with us today has uh, brought a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, a different perspective. And, um, you know, for certainly for me as a, as a, as a consumer, um, you know, I now know a few things that I wasn't aware of before. So thank you, Richard. And uh, thank you to the audience. Only a pleasure. Thank you, Willem. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.